Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. Hey, I found you. It took me a long time. I kept opening the wrong door. I was wondering where you were at. Also running the boards is Joey Dees. Hi. Hi. On today's show, I will talk with Gareth Von Kallenbach. Oh, you guys doing that again? Well, I was just wondering if you were going to do it. Usually you forget about stuff. No, they told me not to do it. Remember, That's right. I forgot about that. And I told you you should do it. Yeah. Uh, Beyond that, we will also talk about The Mandalorian. And, of course, Star Trek Discovery because BJ's back and I'm pretty sure that he's going to fight with Joe about something. You know I will. And the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, BJGeekNation.com. It's going to have our blog, podcast, and more. Or just search for BJ's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes to find us. Yes, and leave us those reviews if you like to. Leave us those five-star reviews and tell us how much you love us because I like that. Um, and if you uh, are mad about the fact that uh, we uh, BJ was doing the Von Kallenbach, I apologize. But it doesn't mean we're not going to talk with Mr. Gareth because he's got lots of information about some stuff that's upcoming. And if you're in the market for video cards, it might be a good one for you. Gareth Von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed and Reviewed. You can find all of the information about that on social media, but you can go right to the source at SKNR.net. And Gareth, I know that we're doing the holiday gift guide coming up next week. But the video game, uh, the video card market at this point in time is getting uh, getting kind of crazy right now. Oh, no kidding. So NVIDIA's got the 3070809090 chipsets, and they announced the other day the 360 Ti. Uh, they went on sale, and they were gone within seconds. I, uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, I can tell you from personal experience, I had one in my cart three different times. And each time I went to pay for it, I got the, oh, no, pick up your, select your pickup location. And every single location it showed me was unavailable. And I'm like, can I just have the stupid thing mailed to me? Nope. I'm sorry. There are no pickup locations within 250 (laughs) miles. So pick up. So I, I try to get smart going, you know what? We're going to California. Let's pick this one here. I'll just pick it up, you know, on the way. I'm sorry. That location's not available. Oh, I'm sorry. We're sold out. Now, here's... It, it did that three different times because they would restock and then sell out. And yeah. then I've had a lot of people email me and it's just like, <laughs> but but I can get I can get one on eBay for about twelve hundred dollars. Oh, right my now. God. That's worse than the PS fives that people are uh, scalping out there. Right. And that's what everyone said. It was basically they weren't enforcing the, um, you know, one person, one card thing. And apparently everyone's saying it was just the bots and the power. They went and bought out the whole system and there you have it. And that's kind of interesting. (laughs) Well, it's interesting too, because I had to buy a new video card a couple of years ago because I got the new VR system. And then it was the problem was that video cards were being scooped up by people who were running um, Bitcoin chains and stuff like that. Um, Is that the same thing? Or is it just that these video cards are so good that the bots and, you know, the scalpers are going to know that people are going to want them, so they're just doing it to scoop up the prices. Yeah, that seems to be what's been going on. Yeah. And the sad thing is, I did some research, and it's ridiculous. It's like there are people on there that are so disreputable, and they have things like, you know, NVIDIA 3060 Ti card, picture only. 
and people oh, are reading yeah. that and they're bidding on it and it, it says right there this is just a picture on paper of the card and people are you know and they're up to like five six seven hundred dollars in bids and it's like wow you know this is yeah. just so pathetic and shady and the problem is it's such a good value because you know by comparison i'm running a 2070 card and those still go for about 500 something dollars and so, you know, you sit here and you say, well, wait a second, I can buy a new card for three ninety nine and up, you know, some of the, mm-hmm. if you go up to the three nineties, you're getting in the eight, 900 range. But yeah. the point is you can get a three zero six zero for 399 bucks and it will outperform the 2070s. You're going to get your VR, you're going to get your, Damn. you know, ray tracing, you're going to get the faster performance. And it's just crazy because that's the whole point. People look at it and say, well, wait a second, I can get a better card for $200 less than the prior generation. And it's got all these features like this art gallery thing where you can like take screenshots and make art gallery, uh, you know, photo quality. It's all set Ooh. up for streaming. I know the they're claiming the nine zero card can do eight K graphics if you can support that. It, you know, and it, and of course, you know, everything's like ray tracing and all the fancy features and the textures. And people are excited about this because look, they're at home, they're playing games. Truth. There's all these new games coming. You know, we talked about Cyberpunk. There's a lot of updates coming for various games, and people just are looking at it going. I can make things look better, run faster, and wow, there you go. And like one of those things, too, is like a video card, you're talking about these prices, they're significant uh, uh, purchases and significant uh, investments into your PC, but a lot of the times these things will last for years, so you can, you know, wait until the next biggest thing is going on and still have a perfectly capable one, and the fact that you can get it for under $400, that is fantastic in its own right. Exactly. I mean, you should have no problem getting at least five good years. I've had cards that in the past, I remember going seven years with them before I even bothered to update. I I think I remember I had one that was forever and it was only when Star Wars The Old Republic came out (laughs) that I I had to default the graphics down to like a medium level instead of high or ultra high. Yeah. And that only then was the time to say, oh, you know what, maybe it's time to get a, a better one. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Uh, now, moving on from that and talking about, you're talking about some games, and I know Cyberpunk is coming out and people are very stoked for that next week, but uh, it was kind of a surprise. Fallout 76 decided to drop uh, their own uh, their own expansion for uh, the game called Steel Dawn, and they did it a week early, and we don't have PC to thank for that. We've got Xbox to thank for that one. <laughs> oh, I know. It, it was it was crazy, but it was extremely appreciated because it was nice to have um, something. You know, I'd been playing a lot of Call of Duty. I'd finished the campaign, and I'm kind of in the, you know, up to up to one of the higher major levels, and you're kind of at that, all right, I need a little break from the online grind. Um, you know, wait till some people get it and can play with me, that sort of thing. And this came out at just the perfect time. And what was so nice about it was um, – the storyline, like they did with the last big update, um, you know, I, I generally don't bother with, like, the daily quest and all the customized <laughs> loot. That's not really my thing at this point. It's yeah. kind of, if my loadout is functional, that's all I care about. And so when they have new story campaign stuff, 
that's when I jumped in. And it was so nice to, you know, I, I felt like the first couple missions were, oh, my God, all I'm doing is going back and forth in this bunker talking to these various people. <laughs> but once we got out and the story started going and you're, you know, you're tracking down the weapons and you're trying to choose your side as to whose uh, side you're going to support, that's when I really got into it. It's just, as we talked about offline, it just seems like, whoa, it's over already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was one of those things because it dropped a week early because they accidentally sent out the uh, the uh, the update via Xbox. So they're like, well, instead of taking it back, we're just going to give it to everybody. But they also made a mention that uh, some more of this stuff is going to come back a little bit later when they're done testing. But the full uh, storyline version of it is out there. And if you don't know out there, and if you subscribe to uh, Fallout lore, the Brotherhood of Steel is a big faction that basically just wants to go from place to place and and collect technology for themselves because they don't think people are going to be good using it. And judging by the amount of nukes that get dropped in Fallout 76, they're absolutely correct. But uh, it gets down to the fact that now you get to play either as someone who wants to be in the Brotherhood or maybe someone who is maybe dealing with them uh, on the inside and helping out some of the other factions like me. Go Raiders! <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, what was so cool about it was I, uh, you you know, you said you've gone through it. I thought that lab, uh, you know, the communication thing. Yeah. I thought that was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're like, I'm going around and they're going, how big is this damn building? Yeah, right. And the funny thing was, I actually, I ran dry on most of my weapons. And like, oh, my gosh. weapons broke. And I had to grab a baton off a scorcher. <laughs> and that became my, you know, and I'm sitting there in that room and there's like, what, 12 of them? And I'm yeah. just doing these hit and run tactics up the stairs, down the stairs, taking them out. And then you grab the fusion cell off each one going, hey, I can get a few shots at someone. <laughs> and, that's, and, and of that's, course, then the death claw came out and I'm like, yeah, uh, key card, key card, key card. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Seeing the death claw in there. And I love how they're just bringing back like you're in a lab, but you're dealing with all of the monstrosities that are in this area. And now you're suddenly starting to get a little bit more of the story of of the location like the big thing about fallout 76 and i know people are going to say oh but it's all buggy blah 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 but they've gone really far in just upgrading the game and the big thing with bethesda games is the fact that you'll find the story and then in the lore and stuff like some like hollow tapes or on a computer terminal and now with wastelanders they do have some uh, npcs like some actual physical people there so it helps kind of like i don't know it makes it more of a world to play in exactly and the thing is you know as as it ended there's going to be more because mm -hmm. the story isn't told it's more like this chapter is told and so, you know, there you have it. And I was sitting there spinning all sorts of scenarios, even before you get to the point where you have to make various choices. And, you know, then it just, boom, we're all talking and that's it. But, you know, they're setting up another one because you just don't <laughs> leave it there. Right. And then, of course, you know, you're playing that little game of, well, how, how soon into 2021 are we going to have to wait until we see it? And the good thing about them is the Bethesda and the group that's working on Fallout 76 is that they've been pretty transparent with their uh, roadmap. So it seems that this will be something along those lines where we'll at least have that transparency. Oh, absolutely. And that's the great thing. Just something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, also talking about that, something to look forward to. Maybe what's going on with CES? Well, CES is coming. We've got the okay, signups going okay. on right now. 
and it will take place in January on the 11th through 14th. But unfortunately, not going to be in person this year. Okay, they yeah. made that decision back in Jan- uh, excuse me, July, which was interesting because at the time they were very uh, proactive. I understand a lot of other shows are doing this now, but they had sent us out in the media very a sizable questionnaire asking all these things like, would you be okay with a literally a screening on site that that included a COVID test before you got in the door? If a vaccine was available, would you be willing to show that you had that or a, you know, a checkup from your doctor within two weeks of, you know, just Mm -hmm. very long thing. Would you be okay if we drew blood and tested it right there on the spot before, you know, yeah, I mean, well, they were going through all the scenarios. I guess, yeah. And okay. then, you know, then they go through it, and then they get done with it. And, of course, you know, the big problem was they realized that since a huge portion of the show comes from uh, the Pacific Rim and overseas, they just said, logistically, this isn't going to happen. And then, of course, as we are now, even if they didn't have these vendors, <laughs> you still couldn't gather people. So they made the decision back in July, we're pulling the plug on it, and we're going virtual. And a lot of us have been trying to figure out how this is going to work because some of the companies have done virtual events throughout the year. Yeah. Uh, one of them is like the Showstoppers event. And so we're all sitting here going, okay, I get that they can do the keynotes and you can have Sony and, you know, the various uh, Samsung and the various companies that do their keynote on the very first days come out and you know, do their stage show pitch. That's not a problem. That makes sense. But then a huge chunk of CES is going from booth to booth, seeing the new technology, experiencing the new technology, talking with the people. And that's where it's going to be difficult because like I make the running joke about headsets. What are they (laughs) going to do? You know, part of it is this is our new headset. Here it is. Hold it, try it on, put it on. Let's listen to some music. And yes, we know the audio is all carefully uh, balanced and selected to make everything sound fantastic. But what are they going to do? Show a picture or a video of a headset and say, this is our new headset. Isn't it great? And my thought is, how is that any different than those emails we get throughout the year saying, this is our new release. This is our new release. Hmm. Yeah, so you can see what I'm saying. You know, <laughs> yeah. they sit there and go, here's our brand new television, and it has this, and it has this. Well, that's nice if it's your 8K television, but when you're looking at on a standard television, uh, a standard monitor, yeah, right. it's still going to look like a standard monitor. Yeah. So, you know, and that's part of it. That's part, and then they always have, like, these crazy oddball things, like they have these motion simulators, or they have these gigantic combines in there just to give you a oh what's that because you know it's literally it's everything from home equipment to you know massage chairs to medical stuff to they have like robot strippers like two years ago or something ridiculous oh they they had a place (laughs) doing vr porn okay yeah exactly my my brother-in-law was like oh you got to come and see this (laughs) they they take you in there and it's and it's this it was just like you know a booth off to the side they take you in there and they put a headset on you and it's hardcore porn and you're like okay wow (laughs) (laughs) brother-in-law you're a little suspect buddy come on man right but here's the thing that people forget a lot of people don't remember this, but back in the day, they used to have one of the adult video shows running at exactly the same time. <laughs> That's at right. Yes. And people would tell me stories like, 
literally, it, you would go down this hall for one part of CES, you go down that hall for the uh, adult show, and he said you'd mysteriously see all these people, because it's all over Vegas and all these various areas, not just the convention center, and you'd see them get to the area, and they, you could tell they were CES, because they had the suit and the CES badge on, but they'd mysteriously start walking to the right. Mysteriously. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh. So, well, yeah. You know. I, I don't know how much they're going to be doing that for the virtual version of CES this year, but it's good that they're actually doing it, and you'll be able to get the registration on that. Check all of that out. Check out all the fun stuff out there. We will be doing that gift guide next week. Get all the information and more over at Skewed and Reviewed. You can find that at SKNR.net. Thank you, Gareth. Anytime. Take care. Thank you so much, Gareth. Again, you can find him at SKNR.net. Now, we have a lot to talk about because last week we didn't actually do uh, uh, Geek Nation because of the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving break. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, wait, that's yeah, Christmas. Yeah, it's not Christmas, so, which we are coming up to fairly soon. So uh, we're getting up to this limited amount of time uh, for podcasts. So once we uh, get closer to the date, and uh, we'll be done until the end of the, uh, to the start of the new year. That's how it goes. Exactly. This is the way. And speaking <laughs> of this is the way, we've got Mandalorian episodes going on. And there was, a, I mean, this last one was super huge. Like, there was a lot of things that happened in this in a very short amount of time. And the amount of fan service that was paid Woo-hoo. in this, that's the other thing. Is like, this is a well-reviewed and well-received episode. And I don't know how many people actually watch the animated series to even be super excited about what just happened. And you did the uh, Asaka sort of chronicle sort of thing. Where that would you be watch Ahsoka. The, yeah, yeah. Ahsoka, Ahsoka is, uh, you know what, it's the, something that's behind the dryer. The, the I Asaka Rock'em Robots <laughs> there. What's the story with the Asaka Rock'em Robots? What's the mm. deal? Uh, so Ahsoka was in this episode. Yeah, she was. And you, uh, did you do like the big list? I found a list that has like 66 episodes that are like the perennial ones between uh, Clone Wars and Rebels. I had to pare some down because okay. I was like, I am not gonna. I mean, you know, I, I didn't. Have t- I see, I didn't have time. I wanted to watch. I wanted to get as caught up as I could. Yeah. Um, so and, you knew about her story as oh, she yeah. came into this. And and pre- yeah. And so and you know, for the for folks who don't know, uh, because it was it was really powerful. But Ahsoka was Anakin's Padawan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which it, during between Episode two and three. He was given a Padawan, for, which even though he was still a Padawan, it was a weird thing, but they decided. It's an intern to the intern. Yeah. Y- y- Yoda <laughs> was like, I think this will be good for his training to have to train somebody else. Yeah. Which some people thought were, was unusual, but they said that's how we're going to do it. So, um, And her story is pretty epic because it looked like she died for a little bit. And then there's another person uh, by the name of Ezri who was during the ep- the animated series Rebels. He's a Jedi. And uh, there was an Admiral Thrawn mentioned because that's exactly. who Ahsoka was looking for. Which is that name, if you're uh, interested in like the legacy, which was the old expanded universe, he started back then and they have incorporated him into the new lore. He was so popular in that, in, in that series. So uh, massively the, in the, popular. In the, in the books, they said, all right, we're going to add him to canon and make him, because they did disavow a lot of the books. Exactly. But they were like, ah, you know what, we're going to put Thrawn in the animated series. And so this character, Ez, um, Ezra... He basically kept. Th- he he basically went to another part of the universe, held 
Thrawn hostage just to save the rest of this galaxy. That's how oh, it ended in Rebels. Wow. And supposedly Ahsoka and another uh, Mandalorian character named Sabine decided to go look for Ezra. That's how the series ended. Rebels ended that way. Oh, okay. So now seeing Ahsoka, we're like, okay, us people are like, okay, where's Sabine? And then we're like, all right, maybe they won't talk about Ezra. But if they talk about Thrawn, you have to how at that do point. you not talk about Ezra? And is he the Jedi that will answer the beacon call where the Mandalorian was told. Now, we haven't seen the latest episode, so, mm-hmm. you know. We don't know yet. Yeah, we, so. yeah we, so that's the thing. We're not going to talk about it. Uh, you, know, you know, we're only going to talk about the Ahsoka episode. But, this, but that's what we were left with in the Ahsoka episode. She's going to go, he's going to go and find this place, send out a beacon, mm-hmm. right? And hopefully that some Jedi will come. And I'm wondering, is it going to be Ezra? And the battle scenes in this episode were so epic, oh, so yeah. amazing. If you've never watched an Akira Kurosawa film, Go back and watch Yojimbo. Go back and watch The Seven Samurai. And you can see the direct correlation when it comes down to some of these. Like, they're shot for shot for Kurosawa stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And it's amazing to see that. And I don't know if it was those two movies, but it was one of them. Um, but just look at this. Like, these are hands down, like, the coolest space westerns ever. Like, I'm so just excited to see where they're going to be going with this because you don't necessarily get to see all this badass stuff. A lot of the times when you're watching Star Wars, it's like you'll have some cool scenes, but these were uh, uh, above and beyond the best fight scenes that I've seen in this series. And it's interesting because I started kind of going down the rabbit hole who the Morgan Lisbeth, the like the main chick in charge who yeah. was the baddie. Uh, so I started, I'm like, she looks so familiar, but I don't really know her from anything because she's mostly known for doing stunts. She's a stunt actress, so she did a lot of stunts for Spy, Alita Battle Angel, and she's also the goddaughter of Bruce Lee. Whoa. Hence the Lee part. Interesting. So, you know, she's got some cred, and I think the ode to, like, I couldn't tell you what type of martial arts that is because I'm not familiar with it, but it definitely had an Asian influence to it. Absolutely, yeah. And it was gorgeous. It was so great. I loved everything about this episode. We can't really spend as much time as we want to on it on this because we have to talk about other stuff, but just go back and just rewatch the fight scenes that were in this episode and just take care to like pay attention to all of the little intricacies of this because that last fight between them, the duel... It was so good. I do have to say, I got real irritated at not not anybody that we know, but I started reading the comments. And, oh no! Uh, so Ahsoka. Yes, ah, I said it right. Good job. Uh, so in the cartoon series, it looks like her head tails are basically much longer as she ages; they mm-hmm. get longer. And somebody was complaining, like, "Oh, guy who who made the Mandalorian, why aren't they accurate? Should they should be really long?" He's like, "Well." One, because it'd be really heavy, basically, for Rosario Dawson to wear. And two, they would just not work well with stunts. Exactly. It's and, all about the stunt work on that. And the person's like, well, that, you know, that that that's an excuse, basically. Like, we right. did not take that. <laughs> it's like, do you, like, it would not have looked right. And it, like, they already kind of looked weird because they're all real. They're not Does CGI. Does everybody remember Medusa's hair from Inhumans? Yes. You're going to be getting yeah. that. It's I like, mean, no, you don't remember because nobody saw it. <laughs> I see. That's the kind of person that's like, what, you, what kind of life are you you leading that you know i mean this life, is the knit you're gonna pick yeah, here all, right. the poetic license are always taken with everything i'm like come on and she looked fantastic yeah um, super excited for all that yeah. speaking of uh nitpicks though uh hey joe hey uh how are you liking star trek discovery as opposed to bj i like the last episode a lot nice yeah right actually, on yeah they, uh, <laughs> and you're talking about when they went to navar aka vulcan yes yeah because we haven't again we haven't seen the latest Ooh. i mean well we aren't going to talk about the latest until, exactly yeah. yeah 
Yeah, it was awesome. They actually went to like a planet that we knew but don't know because uh, in this timeline, the Romulans and the Vulcans now live on the same planet together. Oh. And what I don't think everybody knows is Romulus is destroyed. Because that happened in the Prime timeline, which led to the Kelvin universe. But Romulus was destroyed during Picard's time, and Spock was around then. And that's why he went back in time, because he felt bad about what he did to the Romulan planet. And he tried to maybe go fix it. And oh, that's, but Nero went back. And, yeah. But so Romulus is officially destroyed from what I'm... For, in, so in this Discovery timeline that we have where they're you know almost a hundred thousand years in the future basically 900 years <laughs> so that's important to know is that one i think probably one of the big reasons why they are living together on the same planet is the romulans didn't have a home that kind of makes sense now is it like a nice like peaceful like uh cohabitation there well it's a continuation the episode was called unification three and for you next gen fans there was a two-parter called unification one and two where spock did actually try to bring the romulans and vulcans together because there were some romulans back in picard's mm. time that wanted to get together with vulcans because that's they're they're basically they, they work they did come from vulcan way back in the day oh okay. but then they went okay. out and did You're their right. own yeah. way where they were yeah. like we're not about logic we're about doing what we want <laughs> but there were romulans that wanted to get back and so that never they never had full unification and the Romulan Empire was like, F this noise. We want to get rid of everybody that wants to do this. But Spock <laughs> made it one of his lifelong dreams as he was, you know, towards the end of his life to see if he could do it. That's why this is a cool episode. 900 years in the future, it happened. That, they, they are wow. unified. Okay, wow. Yeah, it's th this episode for me felt more like a Star Trek episode than any of the other ones they've even done. Maybe even any ones from the first season. And I will say, there was a lot of crying in it. I didn't mind it. Oh, it was wow. more justified. This is my thing. <laughs> I want a combination. I feel like we were just swinging one side or the other every episode, and I'm like, no, we can do both. We can have a good, like, emotional connection with all the characters and also pay homage to the Star Trek, you know, the political side of it, which is why this was so cool, because what would it be like if they, this was a thousand years in the future and they went to a planet they were at? Perfect. Nice. Wow. So there's no nits to pick from Joe on this? It's a good episode. Uh, it, it right really on. Is. Yeah, it is a good episode. I'm liking the season, uh, I, I, you know, and I don't have as many nits to pick because I'm just saying, <laughs> look, I, I really love what they do. You've with accepted this. what they're doing I with this. I love the characters, yeah. and I really, uh, I'm a big fan of Michael Burnham, uh, and, uh, you know, people need to get over the fact that, look, she's the star of the show because a lot of people still can't get over the fact, why does she do blah, 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 blah? It's like, because she's the star of the show. She gets to. It's not about a captain. It's not about anybody else. It's about this character, too. Too bad they're not a captain. They don't always have to be a captain. They can right. be anything to be a star of any show. Just get over that. It's been three seasons. Please. Get I'm over not, it, people. Yeah, but it, yeah. I'm so, not over it. <laughs> yeah, well, you got that going for you. Well, uh, while you wait to get over it, it is now time to get to. Oh, wait a sec. Before you do it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, because Joey, I may have missed it, but uh, a nice little nod in this episode uh, to Anton Yelchin, who, of course, wow. played Chekhov. Yeah. In a previous episode, they gave a nod to Nog, having a ship called the USS Nog. One of the black boxes that they found uh, in order to go through the storyline that they're doing was from a ship called the USS Yelchin. And Aww. they talked about that. So I wanted to give them a... They have, that, I mean, still little stuff like that. I'm really the happy. Easter eggs, man. Yeah, yeah, that's a real cool thing to Anton Yelchin, of course, who played uh, Chekhov in the J.J. movies. Absolutely. And we lost him too soon in life. So they, I, 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 I forgot, I, I'm glad I just remembered that before you went. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting you, but I thought that was a nice nod. Perfect. Now it is time to get to... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what's going on? All right, so we were talking about The Mandalorian, mm -hmm. and we're going to continue talking about The Mandalorian. Nice. All right, fine. I suppose I will. <laughs> um, and this is based off of, obviously, not today's episode, because we haven't seen that one yet, mm -hmm. uh, but off the last few, 
And this is an article from CinemaBlend.com, and it says seven things about The Mandalorian Season 2 that just don't make sense so far. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Here comes the nitpicking. All right. So how about Mando's insistence on keeping the Razor Crest? So the <laughs> Razor Crest took some licks in Season 1, but nothing compared to the damage it's taken so far in Season 2. Now, after its uh, latest fix by a Mon Calamari and then the overhaul on Navarro, the ship may be a bigger hunk of junk than the Millennium Falcon. It's a wonder this thing still flies and that Mando feels so comfortable taking it into space and is it in the market for a new ship. I mean, one more malfunction and he could be sent into a cold vacuum of space in moments. And unlike Leia, can't use the Force to get himself back in. <laughs> All right. I, I hope the rest of these ten are not as come on. I mean, of course he's going to keep his ship. That's yeah, what, right? It's like getting rid of your horse. That's a space western. He ain't getting rid of his horse. I know, Absolutely. but he got a fancy new outfit. He spent all his money on clothes. He can't afford a new car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Makes sense. All right, how about Mando's willingness to continually work with those who betray him? Well, I mean, you got to do those side quests, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, he still puts his trust in uh, Grief Karga and, you know, it's just, it's... I, mean, I feel like there was that change. You did feel it once the yeah. child healed him, basically. He basically said it. He was like, you know what? I was going to screw you guys over. And at that point, Mando's like, yeah, you could have killed us and you didn't. So why not trust you at this point? Are you going to kill me worse than you could have killed me? It's the devil you know versus the devil you don't. Right. Like, you just have yeah. to be able to deal with those people. And I mean, in like, you know, in the wild, wild space west in the outer rim, you got to kind of trust those people who at least uh, are at least against the people that you are also against. And I mean, it seems like he had known him for many years years because mm-hmm. he was a bounty hunter so yeah it's it, part of the guild and all of that stuff so i mean it's been a long time i'm not I think too, it i'm is, not too bad mad about that and i think it is part of the this is the way philosophy mm-hmm. in other words chaos is a part of this life oh absolutely and yeah. the only way to manage it is to go the way mm-hmm. <laughs> uh how about boba fett hanging out on tatooine years after his quote-unquote death well i which mean the big reveal they made it they did explain that they did, didn't they? Yeah. How well, did I mean, it? like he, like we, he was. Um, gosh, I don't remember now. So, they, they, so that creature they were hunting ate, ate a sar, ate the sarlacc. Oh, it ate the sarlacc. Which, that's right. And and because it ate the sarlacc, the, the sarlacc never dragon. got a chance to digest Boba Fett. Oh, that's right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So I, I mean, now I'm tracking. Wh- whether you like the explanation, that's one thing. But that is <laughs> the explanation, and they explained it. So, but why did he just stick around there and not go somewhere else? Trying to get his armor. Uh, yeah, because he didn't have his armor at that point. So, And I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, because it was a big tease, like, right at the beginning of the season, that we're going to be seeing more of that mysterious maybe Boba, maybe not Boba. So it'll be kind of interesting to see all of that. Oh, this yeah. one this one did confuse me in the moment. Uh, Mando's lack of understanding Mandalorian culture outside his own coven. It's like a different form of Christianity, I guess. Like, if you are one religion, but there's many other, like, offsets of what your religion people is. Watch, is the person writing this watching the show? Yeah, I mean... Like, it, how does he not know it, though? That's what I mean. Is he, here's the, like, he maybe was, I'm not tracking. He was taken in by the Death Watch people. Yeah. And that's the only people that raised him, and they're fanatics. Mm-hmm. So that's right. the only well, view he was given... To the point where I think he doesn't know there are Mandalorian sects that take their helmets off because he was only around people that never did. But he did. the fact that he's been a bounty hunter for so many years and he's obviously been around, he knows his way around the galaxy, it seems. Like, you don't think he would have heard that there were others? Well, here's the thing. The time of the uh, of Bo-Katan, uh-huh. that is the time of uh, Clone Wars. Rebels was after, you know, Rebels was right before episode four. Mm-hmm. Clone Wars was between two and three. And all those characters- years ago. 
all those, yeah, and so, and, and, and which makes you wonder about Mandalorians, like what their lifespan is, because Bo-Katan, I do believe, was in Clone Wars. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure she was. And that, of course, is a long time, you know, what is that, 30 years, 35, Something 40 like years? Yeah, uh, I thought so. Uh, from where we are with Mandalorian. So it's possible that there aren't that many Mandalorian, we know now, and he never really knew much about their planet and what happened, because he seems oblivious to what Clone Wars said, which is, and, and Bo-Katan sort of uh, alluded to it, that the, the Empire destroyed their planet and the Jedi also helped destroy their planet, which is why they're like, why are you trusting a Jedi? You know what they mm-hmm. said that in that uh, yeah. episode that we saw, the, 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 well, the one we've all mm-hmm. seen recently uh, with uh, Ahsoka. Like, why are you working with Ahsoka? I mean, when they said to him, you're going to want to kill her because of what they did. Yeah, the Jedi did really wreak havoc on Mandalore mm-hmm. uh, within the within the war between the, uh, you know, the Separatists and mm-hmm. and the Empire, which was the Republic. And the it time. could just be a straight like refusal to believe that sort of thing as like heresy. And to clarify for you, Vicky, they really haven't explained it. Okay. In the show, you have to really do some deep diving like gotcha. BJ's done to understand yeah. anything that happened in the last episode, point. besides the fact that there was a Jedi and that she wasn't going to help them. Yeah, that, that is Absolutely, a, like, yeah. That, yeah, that's a good point. Because I understood up to that part when they were saying, like, hey, there's this war, you guys should be against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kind of, it seemed a little weird if you were that big of a fanatic cult, if you will, or coven. Um, the fact, like at the very end, last episode, I think of last season when that you know chick in his coven was like, "Hey, you need to take this child, oh, yeah, the armorer, to the Jedi," and she starts explaining the Jedi like he's never heard it before. Like, if if that was such a big thing, why is it like? That yeah, he had I never think, heard of that. I think of, that of he, the Jedi. They were underground, and I because he was taken as a child. I think he had a very sheltered life where he really didn't know much of what the hell was going on. That's kind of where I'm leaning. It's the only way I can think. It's the only explanation. It may not be a great one, but that's the only one I got. I mean, if you're training a child to battle and to fight for this is the way, you would explain to him that these are bad people that have done bad things to your people. You would think. You would think. <laughs> Anywho. Next. But I'll, uh, the other one I'll is... Give him uh, that. I, this one, maybe. I'll give him that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the Empire's continued loyalist despite the Emperor's defeat. Well, I mean, we already know that with the First Order, with the other yeah. movies. Like, there are people that will still be continuing his ways, whether or not that yeah. there's that main leader. There'll be somebody taking that up. And, I mean, we've seen it with some of the names that have been mm-hmm. dropped in the last Yo. episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if there's something that hasn't made sense so far, shoot us a message. We'll discuss it. And yeah. until next time, stay nerdy. <laughs>